Stephen here. Just a, a prefatory heads up. We discussed this at the beginning of the episode a little bit, um, but for my my arc of this season, we will be using a slightly different core system, and then then Dungeons and Dragons. We'll be using a system called Blades in the Dark. We try to explain all the rules and and kind of keep you guys following along with us. Hopefully, it's not too confusing, and 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 hopefully. Uh, you guys don't hate it too much, and if you do, just let us know, and then I'll keep it short. And if you don't hate it too much, I'll do other things like this in my other in my arcs. We'll see. With that, go ahead and enjoy the show. We open on a personal office that appears to be built inside of a cave. Bookshelves and large locked chests line the walls. At the far end of the room is a fireplace, currently burning gently, and in the center of the room sits a large desk, with the name tag reading Tutorian on it. Behind this desk sits a large individual who seems to be bent over a large book. As we move closer, the figure notices us and looks in our direction. Upon closer inspection, this individual seems to be wearing countless mismatched coats, Though, even when trying to get a good look at the face, it is obscured in darkness. Ah, guests. Or, should I say, customers? Please, sit. I'd recognize that look anywhere. You need a vacation, and I know just the place. He reaches down into a drawer in his desk and pulls out a pamphlet. Whether it's relaxation or adventure you seek, the Ignis Islands offer you. The home of gods, a vacation for kings. The Ignis Islands have everything. Incredible natural landscapes. World-renowned commerce. Yes, yes, I am familiar with the Rubas, and there's some truth to them. The surrounding seas are filled with demons and monsters. Not but the most adventurous and luckiest of sailors have made it from the mainland in... Centuries. But fear not, there's still a way in through one of my portals. Welcome to the Battle Buddies. Welcome. 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 Everyone. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Get out. Get stop listening. Wait, it's you? You're not welcome. Me? No, the listener. Oh, You're okay. Good. I'm the new dungeon master here, uh, and I'm the one in charge. And my first order... See, you know, I've got a question. Yeah. Is, it, is it still a dungeon master if it's not Dungeons and Dragons? I think so. 
it might be Game Master. And I was going to say, as my first order of business as the Dungeon Master, is to say that we're not playing Dungeon Master and Dragons anymore. Dungeon Masters and Dragons. <laughs> all three, all of us are Dungeon <laughs> Masters in this arc. No, yes, this game does call it a Game Master. So I, I am the master of this game. You will follow me. So we're going to be, for this arc, we're going to be playing um, in a game called Blades in the Dark, which was made by John Harper. Um, we'll try to explain the mechanics kind of as we go, but we're still going to mostly be using them a little bit fast and loose and, and mostly as a, a way to um, determine consequences and stuff like that for the gang. So uh, hopefully it's not too confusing, and if it is, just send us an angry email uh, or a comment on our website. So that we know we have listeners. Please. Please. No, no better way to tell them by pissing everyone off. <laughs> There's no better way to tell me than to say that you don't like this at all. And we'll continue doing it for the rest of the arc anyway. I'm going to get a text from my mom. She's going to be like, I'm confused. I don't like this. Is Why are you rolling different kinds of dice? Where's Craig? <laughs> um, oh, boop, boop, let me... <laughs> so I, let's, let's go ahead and... Um, We'll start off. I, you know, introduce the group, the the new battle buddies here. Um, we th- the setting here is um, uh, an island nation that, if if anyone listening listened to season one or even the previous arc, the character Bogal, who I play, is is from this place. Um, so I guess let's let's introduce us to the new characters. We're gonna start, you know, kind of just like you guys have been hired. Um, to, to steal something from a, a ship that is going to be coming into dock on your home island of Jamboree. So uh, let's just kind of like get to know your characters and, and describe what you do to like prepare for a heist. And additionally, um, I'll let each of you guys make one gather information role to kind of like figure out, you know, what this is, what you guys are going to be trying to do, who's, who's involved. So, um... Who wants to go first, Chester? Okay, so Chester is a tabaxi, uh, which I'm sure, as we all know, is a fancy cat lad. <laughs> um, he's got all sorts of cat features, like cat paws and body and tail and face, but in a humanoid configuration. Um, and he wears a fine dark clothing. Um, he likes he likes the nice cuts of the nice fabrics, and he uh, he avoids generally usually gentlemen in this world setting. I think wear a lot of tassels, but he avoids that because he finds them distracting. <laughs> um, and his name is Chester, and he likes to party. <laughs> what color is his fur? His fur is uh, a bright orange, and it's spotted. He's got kind of like cheetah patterning. Mm. Um, so he's his Chester, and he's like a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, whoever would have thought of such a thing? Yeah. And his eyes from birth are very light sensitive. Um, he's a nocturnal animal, so he's accustomed. He, he likes to be in the dark. So during the day, especially, he wears sunglasses <laughs> to protect his delicate. What does he like to eat? <laughs> he likes to eat a number of things. His favorite snack is these weird crispy sticks, cheese blasted <laughs> cheese. to perfection. He likes to cover these, <laughs> these puffy sticks and cheese. 
they're very powdery. He always gets like like he's a professional like burglar, um, so he doesn't usually f- leave fingerprints. But if he does, it's in cheese dust. It's coated in cheese dust. T- coated in cheese. The dust. cheese burglars hit again. <laughs> and yes, um, what else was I supposed to say about him? Um, I mean, so like like how do you how do you go about preparing to you know get onto a boat illegally? And steal a thing. Uh, mostly a lot of light stretching mm-hmm. to stay limber. Yeah. Um, breathing exercises. Chester's kind of a he's kind of a wing sort of okay, guy. That's good. Uh, he he's very arrogant. He likes to test his limits and boundaries. So um, preparation isn't exactly his his specialty. Okay. So are are you choosing to forego uh, gathering information on this thing? Fuck yeah, I am. I've decided about my character now. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll figure it out along the way. So let's go on to Tim. Tim. Uh, Tim, or Necro Tim, as his family calls him, uh, based on his profession of necromancer. Yeah, just like how my family calls me graphic designer Cody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, Necro Tim is a kobold, and so far in. Uh, if you've listened to the previous uh, previous season, uh, all kobolds are named Tim. All? Uh, uh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, are they all clones, or is this like is this just how kobolds do? Yeah, I feel like you're brushing over a lot of deep world lore here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess if my family was all named Cody, then calling me graphic designer Cody would make yeah. sense. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar as to what a kobold is. It's a small lizard person. Um, he's adorned from head to toe in spooky shit. Like, he wears a mask that looks like a skull, a jade skull. Jesus. And. Oh, yeah, that mask. Uh, like, like to bed? <laughs> what? Like, like to sleep in? <laughs> yeah, like all the time. That's. He just. Okay. Uh, Bone-clad armor. He's a really spooky-looking, suspicious-looking dude. Oh, boy. That's a handy thing to have on a smuggling crew. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. The key word to this mission is incognito. <laughs> how much How much of your face does this mask cover? Is it just, like, the top part of your face or, like... It's, like, 100%. It's, like, a Cubones-type like okay. helmet. Yeah. Is it the skull of your mother? I, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was Good. not the skull of my mother Tim. Well, then whose skull is it? <laughs> Mo- mother Tim. Uh, not mom Tim. Uh. So. Mom, mommy Tim. Uh, what I do to protect uh, prep for this heist is I go speak with some ghosts. Oh shit! Oh shit! He is spooky. Yeah, I go speak with some. I go speak with some spooky ghosts, and... You can go ahead and roll a tune. There's not going to be... Um, I mean, I would say there's not going to be consequences, but essentially rolling badly... <laughs> what? Rolling badly <laughs> means you won't get as good information. Is it a risky, controlled, or desperate, uh, or whatever? Controlled uh, controlled situation, and then standard effect. Do you want to cover that real quickly, now that we've introduced it? Um, yeah, so so dice rolling in this game, rather than, you know, in, in D&D, you roll a d20... And there's typically some sort of difficulty check that the uh, DM has noted down. In this game, 
what we're doing is rolling a collection of D6s. Um, so in, in this instance, Jet has two dots in a tune, so he'll get to roll two D6. And then we set the, um, the position and effect of, of what he's going to do. So in this situation, uh, his position, which is kind of like uh, how dangerous what he's trying to do is if something goes wrong for him, which in this case is, is like non-existent. There's, there's not really any danger here. He's he's preparing. He's just talking to ghosts. Yeah, he's just talking yeah. to some ghosts. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his effect is standard, which which would be like you know how how good it will be if he succeeds. How how effective will his role be? Um, and again, in this instance, we're just trying to make this simple. You guys are just trying to gather some information and and figure some things out. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and make your a tune roll. I did. I got two fours. Okay. Mixed outcome. Limited effect. Uh, what do you what do you ask these ghosts? I, th- I think you you probably um, you know you know that this boat is going to come into the dock uh, to the ports. So you probably like go and hang out under some some uh, you know some some docks, kind of kind of on the beach where where there's some some spectral activity that you can locate. Some sea ghosts. Uh, yeah, I have a question about that actually. Yeah. So you can communicate with ghosts. And you're going to the sea to see ghosts. Like, are you just flooded with ghosts? I feel like a lot of things have died in the ocean. Yeah. Are there whale ghosts there? <laughs> like, I mean, again, this this is this is a more interior island here. So, like, if if and, and this is this is definitely a a uh, thing I have thought of is that further out into the ocean, there's a lot of like ghosts and stuff. And he would, if he were doing this on f- one of the outer <laughs> islands or something, he would potentially get like overwhelmed. You know, I used to think the ocean was scary. Now I think it's yeah. fucking horrifying. <laughs> this this ocean is terrifying. Can we pick a different setting, like a very far <laughs> inland setting? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to my ghost contact that I go to fairly often. Hey Jasper, uh, do you know anything about this ship? So yeah, the 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 ghost kind of like comes up from below the dock. Um, you experience kind of like a, a chilled effect you know but but you've you've talked with this ghost before who who is this ghost what is like is this ghost a human ghost and why hasn't this ghost passed on like what's he waiting for he, he's a human ghost he used to be just like a member of a standard crew and he just kind of fell off one day <laughs> um <laughs> So he has to help he, another crew win a big he, score before he can pass on to the afterlife. He fell off. He fell off as the boat was coming into dock and just got smashed right up against the dock. And man, oh God, <laughs> yeah. He he's kind of a he's not a super friendly ghost. Um, he's kind of. Why'd you pick such an unfriendly ghost? <laughs> Why can't you be friends with Casper? He's Jasper. He's Jasper. Is is that okay? Yeah, so Jasper um kind of kind of comes up from from beneath the dock. Um you know, you only see his top half, his his bottom half kind of sinks away into into a spectral um nonsense and he he looks at you. Um he goes, "The boat? The boat that's coming here tonight, tonight. Yes. Yes. The boat. Did you ever uh speak with the captain or whatever when you were alive?" Mm this cargo boat captain captain saddles he captains this boat you do not want to fight him directly but he walks with a bow leg and then he vanishes (laughs) (laughs) 
That's useful stuff there you got, that was, Tim. That was really that was really helpful. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, what you gather is like he's not he's not going to be able to catch you guys very quickly if you try to run away from the captain. So as as he starts to disappear, I throw him a vial of spirit juice uh, or whatever. Yes, to kind what of fuck is spirit. Juice? I have bottle spirit bottles. He has vials of ectoplasm. Okay, is this separate from like spectral essence or? Is this a third mystical thing we're introducing? <laughs> I think I think ectoplasm is like a refined form of spectral essence, you know. Oh, okay. And what do ghosts do with it? They, they they fuel themselves. I don't know. I think he eats it. He's nom 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 nom. He drinks it. He drinks it up. He gets a little bit stronger. You know, this is like a stray cat that Jet is feeding. Is... <laughs> yeah, the, the Jet is feeding other ground up cats <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Pokemon Go rules. Yeah. Um, I guess so. That brings us to Miriam. Miriam Baloo. Miriam Baloo. Uh, who is who is Miriam? What do they? Code Blue. What do they do? Code Blue. The Great Code Blue, as his friends once called him. The uh, Miriam's a shark person, and kind of like a blue fin shark looking humanoid. So I get to ask, I want to like find out something where like scouting out this area, like what's the best position to like ambush this ship? Well, so you guys, the, the crate is going to be in the ship. The ship, the ship's going to come into dock and there's going to be a brief window when it's, when it's in the dock, which is going to be the time for you guys to like get in. Um, and you like have all that information already. Uh, Mm. what you, what you need or want is, is stuff, you know, obviously that information about the captain is is something that is is partially useful. Jet only got a four. I, um, I checked the the manifest for the ship to see how many people are on board. All right. <laughs> so I summon a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I summon a ghost. How do you how do you uh, how do you get this manifest? I imagine talking to someone else, like someone running the dock or things like that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, man. You you managed to to think of a person I didn't. I I. Created a big list of names of people on the docks and people around, and of course, you, you immediately hit me. Someone I don't have a name for. Corky. Corky is is ch- charge of the docks. <laughs> All right, so I talked to Corky. Yep. Um, he's he's kind of uh, yeah. He's so there's there's like a little hut, you know, kind of uh, at the at the edge of the docks before um, you know, I guess docks become a streetway or whatever. When it when it sort of melds into, uh, I'm I'm imagining this not quite like a full city, but like a a fairly active town sized sized place. This is Jamboree is an island that you know when people are coming either from the inner islands to the outer islands or outer islands to the inner islands, they kind of like stock stop, restock up, and they party. Uh, this is what this island's for. So it, it it's it's kind of like Las Vegas in in uh in, to an extent, but like island Las Vegas. All right. Yeah. So you go you go up to Corky. He's he's working at his desk. He goes, uh, "Oh, hello, hello, sir." Hey, Corky. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. It's right there on the plate. Listen, we're we're ordering a bunch of sandwiches for people coming on the next ship. But I need a head count. <laughs> <laughs> This is Las Vegas. We throw parties with sandwiches. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, Here's a complimentary sandwich. Welcome to Las Vegas. He says, uh, well, I'm... 
I, I knew that the sandwich the sandwich people were going to be here. Uh, I was the sandwich committee is always there. The sandwich committee. I'm a little surprised. I was I was expecting uh, Jeffrey, but uh, so so go ahead and go ahead and make your yeah. Role. Jeffrey's out sick today. Yeah, Jeffrey died. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey's dead. He's swimming in the ocean. You can talk to his ghost over there. God, I gotta write all these people you guys are creating already down. I'm gonna forget about that ghost that the sandwich committee made. The The most important faction. Okay, hold on. Jasper, the ghost. One. His name was Crackle. What was this guy's name? Corky. Corky. I thought it'd be a good sailor name. It's a pretty good name. Corky. Get out of here. He like bites the cork out of a fresh bottle of rum and spits it out. All right, are you gonna make your? Are you gonna make a roll? Yeah. What roll is this? It's under under your sandwich stack. Probably either like a. I mean, you can roll like a command or a, a sway. Yeah, I'm gonna roll command. So again, controlled position, standard effect. Uh, you got a three. <laughs> ah shit. Oh man, let's see. Okay. He's not gonna get the right head count. Did you already explain that like three and below is bad? Yeah. So so we're rolling d sixes. Um. What what we do in this game, you you know, like like we mentioned before, you roll a number of d sixes, and you only ever take the highest result. In this case, Richard was rolling one d six. A one to three is a failure, which means when you're rolling one d six, you have a fifty percent chance of failing. Um, and because you know when you're rolling two d six and you take the highest, you have better chances of of succeeding. Four and five is like a mixed success, and then a six is a, a full success. Does Jeff just show yeah. up? Uh-huh. No, again, again, he just he just gets... Uh... No, Jeffrey's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't lying about that. He tells you that there's 20 people on the boat. We're gonna, you guys, you guys are gonna need, you guys are gonna need sandwiches for at least 20 people, and some of those people, they got big bellies. They're hungry. So, be prepared. Yo, Chester... And uh, Tim got twenty people on board. All right, I'll go start making some necro sandwiches. Uh, maybe just regular. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys, you guys know. Um, you learned you learned about Captain Saddles, and there there's a crew of approximately 20, 20 some. Not not super clear on that. So uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and dig in here. Um, it's, it's an absolutely standard day in the Ignis Islands, and there is nothing at all strange with the weather on Jamboree. Um, the inner islands are going through a minor industrial revolution led by the powerful forge industries, while smaller organizations vie to build a coalition that can compete. The outer islands naval chief has announced his retirement and, uh, has promised to rest and restore his clan, the Alexis clan, um, which has set up what is expected to be a violent competition to replace him by the heads of the Valentines and the Stone Killers. Where does the Sandwich Committee fit into this? <laughs> <laughs> sandwich Committee, not here. I will write them down, though. Hostile takeover. Sandwich Committee. For Jeffrey! <laughs> committee. I mean, you guys are on a party island. It makes sense that there's a Sandwich Committee. Yeah, there's a committee yeah. for about every type of food. So as, I, as, I mentioned, as I mentioned, Jamboree is uh mostly considered to be an interior island it's it's in the kind of like the southeast collection of islands but it's it's close to some outer islands um a large port that acts kind of as a way station so you guys you <laughs> you guys have been hired by uh a mr regis batswell 
acting through acting through an intermediary who reached out to your friend Monden um, and hired you to steal a particular shipment that will be coming through the Jamboree port. Is this someone we've worked with before? No, no. And and in fact, like you guys, you guys learn his name. Um, but again, uh, Monden makes it clear that he would like this is through an intermediary. Like there was somebody who contacted him who claims to be working for uh, Batswell. Right. And how long have we been together? This is your guys' first big heist. This is the the, the oh. first like one where you guys expect to to really earn some money. I think beforehand, maybe you guys have like stolen a couple things and, and gotten enough enough money to like keep eating. Right, like smaller practice heists, just for the thrill of it, mostly. There's there's some serious funds, um, for whatever reason, being being guaranteed, so long as you guys uh, grab this grab this box and steal it. So, who wants to make the engagement roll? I will. Um, so, man, I I gave you guys an opportunity. Do you want to do you want to take back your not investigating things? Because their rolls went real bad. And what I'm going to do Ooh. is, this was a chance to get 1d6, otherwise I'm going to give you, you guys are going to roll 2d6 and take the lower. Um, it's my way of being oh, a little yeah, mean. That, hmm. Right, yeah. So, uh, if you want to take this opportunity to maybe... Chester's too cool <laughs> for school. If, or Chester's kind of too cool, though. And I know? kind of want you guys to be in a desperate situation to start this. Well, then let's do it, baby. So uh, yeah. whoever wants to roll this this fortune roll, roll 2d6. Or the, the, the... I think the guy who knows the least about this mission should roll it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you guys have figured out the target and you have a, a rough idea of, of how and what you're going to do, you roll an engagement roll, which is kind of a way to measure what your starting position will be um, because nothing is ever perfect. Even a well-planned plan will go wrong. Uh, Cody rolled a six and a four. So we'll take the lower, we'll get the four, which is actually not bad. That puts you guys in a risky position. Nice. So you guys are already standing over your prize. You are in the bottom hole of the ship, standing over the specific box that was... um, that you guys have been told is your target. Um, mm-hmm. Is there something that marks it as the box? Yeah, or... I mean, I, I think, you know, there's, there's probably like uh, a, a red label, num- you know, itemized number 64 or whatever, some some sort of some sort of uh, ID tag on it. Um, mm-hmm. You guys are welcome to, to pop it open and, and inspect uh, what's inside? So, what's in the box, guys? Um, there, there are, there are, you know, as as you guys manage to make your way down here, there are a a uh, couple of guards around nearby that you know maybe you guys either dodged past or that have um, ignored. Not necessarily guards; they're actually workers. Um, there's like two of them down here with you, but they're not currently noticing you in any way, shape, or form. They're not paying attention to you. Yeah, I imagine knowing our group. They're probably if we got to the box and we got past them, they're probably dead. <laughs> uh, no, uh, <laughs> no. Nope. I'm the game master here. I feel like we usually kill our way through our missions, but uh, so we were supposed to say our load right. Yes, yes, yes. We also, that's, that's something I need to get used to. When we start the engagement roll, that's when you determine your load. Kind of make sure make make that clear. But yeah, so go ahead and pick your guys's loads. Um, Light, normal, heavy. Necrotim is basically always going to have a heavy load. Necrotim's a, a <laughs> kobold. That's just yeah. way down, just just 
and and heavy load like if someone sees you and you have a heavy load like it's it's kind of obvious you've got like this big jacket and you're like well padded and you mm-hmm. look like you are you are the football player walking around you know yeah i'm really suspicious for whatever reason uh these guards have just not they've just not uh paid attention to these these workers well, that's suspicious so um chester and miriam what's your guys's load I'm going light. Light? So I can carry three items. All right. How how agile and dexterous will I be if I have zero load? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know. I have more room to pick things up, too. Sure. You, you can. And since some of these items are zero load anyway, I mean, I'm not going to. But uh, you should probably pick a light load. I don't. A light A light load? Okay. Tim, it was number 64, right? Yeah, I think it I think it was, guys. Um I'm gonna pull out my crowbar. And just pop this thing open. Right? That seems right, right? Uh I wanna Prow, was this part of the mission to look inside the box? We are under strict orders <laughs> not to look inside the box. Um no, you were under no strict orders to not <clears throat> look under the box. Uh, I don't recall being told not to look inside the box. Uh I'm just gonna wreck this box. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would have uh, let you just open the box with a crowbar. <laughs> okay, I, I have my crowbar out. You can, you can just lift the lid. I want to do it violently, though. Uh, <laughs> hey, Tim, before you do anything violent, remember. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's the plan? The plan is to open the box like a normal fucking person, Tim. Yeah, just don't fuck it up. <laughs> All right, I'm... I mean, I got this crowbar here. There's a box there. I probably can open it. A crowbar is perfect for opening boxes. I, I think I think you open it, you know, you want to do some damage, but the, that's a good box. You know, that box manages to... The lid the lid pops right open, um, uh, kind of kind of leans up against the, the wall that's, that's on the other side. The crate is filled with dozens of varied weapons. Um, there's knives and short swords of various lengths, a few long swords, and a single great sword. Uh, there's axes, scythes, spearheads, hammers, um, pretty much any anything you guys could could desire, and they all appear to be of um, incredible quality. So, what kind of party are we planning? I I'm not yeah. entirely certain. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where my question was. <laughs> Like a fight club? Um, do do one of you guys pick up one of these swords or weapons? Yeah, I'm going to grab one of the great swords. What is your dominant hand? I, I'm going to guess left hand. Let's go left hand. Okay, you're left-handed? Mm-hmm. As you pick up this great sword, you know, when you when you guys look at these these uh, weapons, you know, at a, at a first glance, they just look, they look like well-crafted. Not anything um, too spectacular, but, but... You know, like there, there's a, a quality smith who put a lot of effort into it. But as as Necro Tim picks it up and and he uh, he holds it in his left hand, it becomes clear that that all of the way that the uh, the handle has been cut and the way that the hilt has been has been measured and the weight of the blade is that uh, this is a crate of left-handed weapons. Oh, and that and that when you wield them in your left hand. Uh, and this is something that that only Tim knows. People who pick them up in their right hands will not notice this, uh, unless like Miriam or, or uh, Chester are also left-handed. Or if you try to like dual wield the weapons, you would notice that um, you know swinging it in your right hand, it just feels like a weapon. But swinging it in your left hand, 
the the blade, the weight, everything just feels absolutely perfect. And so it is a, a fine left-handed weapons is what is in this box. It just fits perfectly in my hand. So is this like a party for the left-handed club? <laughs> yeah, or... real quick. Just have we mentioned we're party planners, or is this just to get some seed money for our party planning so, in the future? Or? <laughs> um, trying to decide how much they they told you beforehand. I guess we we can just give it to you that that this was a a set of weapons that um, Mr. Batswell wanted this for various games that he will have at his party, all sorts of of axe throwing and and you know left-handed axe throwing left-handed axe throwing and 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 things of that sort but also just decoration um particularly the great sword uh, is is something that that you know could be displayed and and is is essentially like a work of art at a glance when you wield it's one of those things you know you wield it in your right hand and you're like well this is a good looking sword but whatever but then you wield it left-handed and you can you can feel um how how well it was built and and the the perfection in it. I pick one up with my right hand. This is not going to go with their color scheme at all. <laughs> yeah, these don't feel that great to me. But they they pay a lot of money for these underground parties, though. Yeah, yeah. You guys are being well paid for this. Ooh, okay. So, uh, how are we going to get this out of here? Yes, it does look. You know, it, it the the there's there's quite a few weapons in there. Um, hey, you got a heavy load. So, <laughs> so if it. if if you know one person could carry it, but they're essentially going to be tied up carrying this thing, um, and they'll have to like drop it and put it down while the other two act, or two people can carry it, and you guys could be able to put it down faster as you as you try to get away. Could I potentially pull out some rope and? Like a, a climber's kit, so we could like tie it to the back of someone, so they could more easily carry it. Mm, I wonder who that someone's going to be. That's a good way to drown. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it, I'm down with the plan, but I'm not doing it. I mean, I already have all the stuff. I don't think I could. Yeah, I would say Jet in particular, since he's already he's already at a heavy load. Like, he would be moving at an excruciating pace. I can do it, but uh, I'm not tying a rope to me. <laughs> like, if I fall off the ship, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, if the shark falls off the ship into the water, he's dead. <laughs> That's our biggest concern here. <laughs> That's a good point. Guys, I'll drown. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe under there. Except for all those gills you have. All right, that's, that's a good point. Uh, tie the shark. Tie the shark. <laughs> tie the shark. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys, you guys spend some time um, tying tying up this shark, and and that's when that's when a couple of the workers who who are down there notice you guys, uh, you know, messing <laughs> with this crate. You, you guys you guys see them looking at you at first as you as you like start grabbing some rope and like trying to tie it to him, and then you hear it's like, "What are you guys? What are you guys doing? That shipment that shipment is supposed to stay right there." Reno, as we've already told you, we were sent by the captain to inspect and move the weapons. Well, move them where? This is the hold. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot of space down here. There isn't, and that's exactly the problem. We plan on getting more, and we need to move out some of these more valuable items up into the captain's quarters. Ooh, 
that's that's suspicious. The the captain <laughs> captain doesn't like his quarters being too filled. I know that. That's then you know how special these weapons must be. That's true. We were told. Now this is an order directly from your captain, Reno. Are you going to interfere? We were told that those were priority, but I was also told not to let him leave. Yes. Well, th- these are new orders, Reno. I'm going to do a command. All right. You are you are commanding Reno, and at this point, the other. Um, the other person who was working down here, Riley. I don't want to hear a fucking word from you, Riley. <laughs> it started to come around. Um, it's kind of, he was a bit further away and he's starting, he's starting to come. Oh, Riley's bad news. You guys are, you guys are, uh, f- to, for the record, um, there's like a, a stairwell, which is pretty much at the opposite side of this hole from where you guys are. You guys are kind of like up, up against the side of the bottom of the boat here. And and as you as you guys begin to uh before you make your your command roll, you feel the boat start to move as it leaves the dock. Okay, cool. Risky position. Yes, yes, ris- risky position, standard effect. Boom. Well, that's not great. Oh boy, here we go. Starting off fun. He rolled a three, which at a rescue position means things go badly. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You end up in a desperate position. You lose this opportunity. So so any number of those things can happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one who decides as the game master. I, I, in this situation, he is he is not just unconvinced that, that this is not um, supposed to be going to the uh, the captain's quarters. He's, he's like, now... The captain told me not 10 minutes ago to make sure that those stay right where they are. And I know you guys came down here and I was I was a little confused at first, but but I I just remembered this with my good memory that I have. Yes, and this was all a test by the captain to see if you'd follow his orders <laughs> and you failed, Reno. He uh Reno, can you help me tie this rope? He <laughs> he, he he you know stands to to block you guys' path from from you know where you guys are to try and, to try and get out of there. And um, you you hear someone coming down the the stairwell as well. So I think things have gone tits up, guys. Um, <laughs> I so as as I say that, I take the great sword I still have in my hand mm-hmm. and oh Jesus, bash it into some boxes to knock it over onto this guy. Yes, <laughs> not sure why you needed the great sword for that. But. I already had it in my hand, so uh, wreck action. So, so you're 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 just gonna try and smash these? Are you trying to um, just like knock him over? What are you What are you trying to do to this man? I'm trying to knock him over to knock him like pin him to the ground with these boxes. It's uh, risky still. Yes, yes, still risky. Um, Standard effect. A great effect. Great effect. I'm I'm gonna stress myself out. Uh, you're gonna push yourself. <laughs> so so in this in this in this system they have there's a a system of stress which lets them get oh my god, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. lets them get an additional dice which Jet did not need. He was originally going to roll two d six and said he's rolling three d six. We black out and land back in our cave. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled three sixes, which two sixes is a critical. Yahtzee. Um, and I don't think there's anything higher than a critical, but like whatever the best, particularly since he had great effect, whatever the best situation here is, is what Jet's going to get. So risky, critical, you do it with increased effect. Um, I think you, you not only get Reno, you get the other guy, Riley, who was, who was headed this way. Um, those boxes, like not, not just the boxes that are right next to you guys, but you you create a whole cascading effect 
in the bottom where where boxes are just like flying left and right um, the whole the whole support structure come comes apart from from these shipments uh, food casks start start breaking open and the smell of, of fermented foods just like permeates the whole air um, and and yeah both of both of these men are are buried under uh, barrels and caskets and and they they scream out, ah oh god um in pain <laughs> so so i know we talked about subtlety last time <laughs> but uh i think this works let's uh let's leave they're still conscious they're still they're still conscious but they're pinned you know they're they're like struggling um they're they're not having a good time you guys can pretty easily just like make your way over them well, I'm going to gag him first, so they're not just, like, yelling and shit. <laughs> uh, but there is still, there's still a person who was um, kind of at the top of the stairs, who who you now can see clearly. I think with that 666, a box flies out and pins them down, too. <laughs> nope. Uh, if if so, in, in fact, I'll, you know, I'll let you have that brief imagination of a moment. Um, as this person comes down the stairs, a box does come flying at them, in which case... Uh, it is it is a Goliath, uh, a female Goliath, and she draws her sword and cuts it down before it even gets close to her. Oh, geez, Louise. Um, oh, and no. she looks at you guys and she says, if you wish to steal from this ship, you will have to get through me. I am the Willow Blade. And she uh, she starts to step towards you guys with her sword drawn. It's it's like kind of difficult terrain, I imagine, stepping. She's got a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... She's a big Goliath, so she can just like kind of kick things aside and is not having too much difficulty getting through this space. Yeah. Kitty scared. <laughs> I feel like when all the boxes fell and she like came into here, I like I would have hidden for sure. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I would probably try to use uh, the chaos that is this this storage area to to hide and maybe sneak past her and see if I can like accomplish anything up on the the, the, the top decks deck. yeah all right um yeah you can go ahead and so would that be prowl yeah, to yeah, get that sounds her? like a prowl um to, to to both like duck and hide and and then try and sneak around that's a prowl again a risky position standard effect and miriam what are you what are you doing what's your reaction so miriam's all tied up to the yeah you were, you were getting yourself like tied to that to that crate filled with weapons What's kind of the surroundings? Is there like any like windows filled or? with knocked over boxes? There is like a a porthole, but you guys are are currently underneath the waterline. Um, you guys are at the very bottom of the boat, and having having tied yourself to this box and and lifted it up, you get the sense that this will sink. I see. Uh, um, maybe you know you 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 would probably be able to like slip out of the ropes if you if you fell under the water, but. Um, all these all these weapons will will sink to the bottom of the ocean. All right. So Miriam is an alchemist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You betcha. <laughs> and uh, so he might have a little uh, powder trick up his sleeve if the willow tree gets too close. It's Willow, right? Yes, she, What's she's her name? the the Willow Blade is what she called herself. Is like a title. That's what she calls herself. <laughs> yes, well, she, it it is a title she has earned. It hasn't quite ca- caught on yet. She's trying uh. to start it. <laughs> well, if you want these weapons, you better come and get them. 
Uh, and yeah, she is she is definitely headed towards you, Miriam, as the person who who has them. Let me know if she gets in range. So yeah, so yeah. you're just gonna let her keep approaching you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, she's she's still pretty far, and, and she's um, you know, she's walking carefully. She's not like rushing towards you and, and tripping over all these boxes. Uh, speaking of those boxes, I got a four on my sneaky kitty cat check. Okay, four is you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. I think. I think generally, you just you struggle to find a place to hide, um, and and she knows where you are. Uh, you know, all the all the boxes and barrels are kind of like scattered about and and knocked down, and there's not really a good place, particularly with your orange fur. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> she 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 knows where you are as you kind of like sneak around her, but uh, she does not particularly pay you any mind she she's not worried about you she is interested in in stopping the uh, shipments she just thinks i'm just a friendly little ship cat just a little shitty cat <laughs> ship cat no ship cat <laughs> not a ship cat <laughs> asshole <laughs> just a shitty just cat just a shitty cat trying to sneak on by so yeah yeah you managed to you no, managed to like kind of deck cat i'm just i'm i'm sneaking by and i'm all like meow meow can i do i get past her yeah you 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 get past her she she definitely knows where you are um, Tim, what are you doing? She's kind of she's kind of coming close. You you and Miriam are still standing next to each other. There's boxes everywhere, and she's coming towards you, but she's she's focused on Miriam. Let's see. Uh, we're on the bottom floor of this uh, boat. Yes. 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 You guys are at the you guys are at the bottom of the boat. There are four. There's three decks underneath the top, and then so they're. You know, you guys kind of pass through a, a gunnery area and then a a um a place where the crew quarters are, and then the very bottom is the hold. I I put the greatsword back into the box. Um and <laughs> will you go? I I walk over to the wall of the boat. Oh god. And I pull out my sledgehammer. Oh god. I kind of predicted this again. Those weapons will sink. I, I say I, this is more in a threatening manner to uh, to the willow blade. So, uh, how good of a swimmer are you? She looks at you. She says, "I'm an excellent swimmer." All right, and then I just hit it. <laughs> I just hit the boat. Um, See, that's not just more of a threat. There, <laughs> you're doing it. Well, it turned into more of an action. That's an execution. I mean, a threat. I feel like you would have rolled something. You said this cool line, but then you didn't roll anything. This is a game here. I mean, he can roll wreck if he wants to smash this boat. Yeah, but could he also roll like? What would you do if you're trying to intimidate a person? Yeah, like sway yeah, them. That would that would be command or sway or something like that. So I would say try the roll first before you sink us all. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I okay. I'll say. uh I'll say this. Uh, how good are your goods at swimming? And then I, I'll sway her. Ooh, there we go. There you go. Uh, this is risky, y- right? Yes, you are. You are definitely in a risky position. I'm gonna stress myself out again. Cats hate water. I'm more freaked out than anyone. <laughs> For you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. Complication occurs. So she is convinced that you are are willing to smash through the side of this boat or to attempt to smash through the side of this boat. So she directs her attention towards you and um, now she is she is no longer being careful. She jumps across the room and, and lightning fast attacks you. Um, you are going to take the level one harm. Um, I, 
So I want to use my armor to reduce that. Yes, yeah. So you can you can you can burn an armor um, as as she she you know had been had been stepping carefully across the room and and she sees that you are um, you know you're totally willing to smash the side of this boat and does not want that to happen at all. So she she you know kind of like jumps up onto a nearby pile of boxes and and like fucking perfectly leaps off of them and smashes right into you. I want to see her rolls. Um, the <laughs> part mm-hmm. of the fun of this game is that I don't roll. So Chester and Miriam, what do you guys do? Uh, Tim, Tim is is like on the ground underneath, underneath uh, the willow blade. I was just gonna throw some paralysis poison at her, but I mean, you still can. I, I reach into uh, my bag of tricks <laughs> and. Uh, Grab some powder and like do a little underhand toss in her face. All right, some pocket sand action. Some pocket sand. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds like a finesse potentially. Let's see. Yeah, because so, so, I'm just gonna roll a skirmish. It's I have zero in both finesse and skirmish. Yeah, so you probably want to push yourself. All right, so I'm gonna push myself. Are we risky? Um, or desperate. I think at this point it's desperate. <laughs> She's about to murder Tim. Yeah, she she is fucking on Tim. I got poison, or I got my powder. Is it a great effect? Or yes, great effect. What is this? This is paralysis. Yeah, stand still poison. A powder that mm, causes temporary okay. paralysis. Yeah. If I do the stress, do I get a bonus dice? Yes, yes. That that's that's how you get bonus dice. You push yourself. I got a four. Um, so you do it. Is that two stress? Take two stress. So um, you get this. You get this dust in into her into her face, um, and you you manage to avoid Tim, and you 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 see her kind of like seize up for a moment and 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 freeze. But but you know about the moment where you think it should really start taking effect, you can see her slowly moving already. So you can tell that this is is not particularly effective, and she is she is already starting to regain control. Um, within a couple moments, but it gives Tim enough time to kind of like slide out from from underneath her, and for you guys to to take a few steps, you know, and then start to move away with your with your prize. So yeah, I put a I put a a um, six step clock down um, in order to like fully break through her defense and and be able to to harm her. This is this is representative of like one step. She's she's kind of like seized for a moment and and caught off guard. Um, and, and in that way weakened, uh, so Miriam and Miriam and, and Tim, what do you guys do? So she's still reduced at speed right now. Yes. Yeah. She's still slowed down. Okay. I, I'm going to take out the small coiled rope for my climbing gear and I'm going to try and like run through her legs really quick and tie her up since she's already slowed in speed. Yeah. It'd be a tinker or something like that. Tinker is mechanical thing specifically. Yeah, it, that would that would probably be finesse or even prowl. And this is risky currently. Yes, risky. And I'll go ahead and I'll let you have the great effect, both because she's slow down and and you're using some equipment. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and make your roll. Hey, finesse. You got you do nice. it. Yeah, you you successfully tie her up. Um. So so what do you what do you do? You go ahead and go ahead and redescribe it again. You slide in between her legs with some rope. Yeah, I pull out some rope and I'm like sliding between her legs and then hammering uh, the rope to different things with pythons as I'm. You're, you're hammering the rope down. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you you manage to like to like tie her down as, so as she starts to um, regain regain her movement. She she draws her sword. Or I guess she already had her sword drawn. She kind of like slashes at you, but it, you know it's it's still a little slow. And you're able to kind of kind of dodge past as you have her um, her legs tied up, and and she starts to try and like grab at grab at the ropes that you've you've tied down and and try to like pull them up. Obviously, there's like a lot of resistance because you've nailed them down. So she starts to use her sword to try and cut it. But again, she's you know it looks like she's she's dragging a little bit. Chester, can you disarm that sword, Cody? Yeah, Cody, what are you what are you doing? I think I'm going to try to sabotage the boat. Sweet. Do you, do you uh, go ahead and go upstairs? Yes. I want to do it stealthily. I want to like actually go out. I, so I imagine that we're since we're in the lowest part of the boat, there's like still another deck below like that's above the cargo hold. Yes, yes. That they're, um, above the cargo, there's the crew quarters deck, essentially. Cool. Can I go out a porthole? Yeah, but the, the cargo hold is below the water. Well, yeah, I, 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 like, I went past her so I could exit the cargo hold and then go upstairs. And so, okay, so you go, you go up to the, the crew quarters. Um, there's, there's some, there's some, there's a bit of commotion here, so you'll have to, like, you know, either, either make a prowl roll or something to try and, try and duck away from people noticing, uh, this orange cat man come up the stairs. Right. I think from now on I'll wear... A lot of dark clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole orange nature of my uh, being is definitely throwing off my stealthy infiltration character. Not, not great for sneaking. No, not apparently not. <laughs> D, DM pays attention to that shit. Um, I'm gonna do a prowl. I'm gonna try to somersault. I'm gonna try to somersault my way on to a porthole and dive out. And my goal is to like maybe cut some ropes to like. From from the side of the boat to to mess up the sails so that it stops. Uh, yeah, go ahead and and so for now we can just like get me out of the porthole basically. Yes, yes. So yeah, there's you you get up the stairs and there's there's a porthole that's like right there at the top of the stairs. Perfect. But you have you have like a split second where you're gonna have to like deftly maneuver yourself in and through it, or else some of the people who are who are starting to like gather up their stuff and try to figure out what's going on down below notice you so go ahead and uh risky position yes risky position standard effect and i'm going to stress myself oh shit because this is a pretty dire situation it's it's an important thing to do here it's pretty big time important six four that's a that was good i'll take that six if you don't mind yeah yeah. so you (laughs) you do it um you manage to to you know clamber your way up the stairs you see a couple of a dwarf and a human sleeping in a nearby bed, uh, and and have been together, and have been yes, together, uh, have been roused, <laughs> um, <Ooh>. and, and <laughs> you know they're they're starting to they're starting to get their get themselves ready, and and you know you you see them for a split second, and you see their heads start to turn towards you as you uh, unlatch the uh, porthole that's that's there on this uh, second deck, and you kind of come up. Just above the waterline, I think your your feet get a little bit wet. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> but you are you are on the outside of the boat, and and we can carry that prowl forward for you. Um, you know, climbing on the outside of the boat and 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 doing those sorts of of boat sneaking things. Awesome. Um, Miriam, uh, what do you do? I'm gonna try and uh... beat her to death. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. I haven't decided if we're murderers yet. We're party planners. Yeah. We're just little party planners. We're not good heist planners, though. We're, we're criminal party planners, man. All of the planning that we do goes into our parties. Yeah. yeah. We can just knock her out. Like me, I don't have any murder weapons on me. I've got like a kazoo. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll say, you know, I, I put this clock down. Um, filling it will let you either like escape from her or yeah subdue her or try to escape or subdue her filling this clock and you want to kill her i would create another clock essentially and be like now you got to get through this one (laughs) this is the clock to kill this person boss fights man let's avoid these in the Uh future i like where tim's going with this rope idea i'm gonna try and tighten the rope even more to where she came and move okay i'm gonna use binding oil on where he nailed it down to permanently fuse this rope to where she'll never move again. Dude, man, fuck. We should all we should all be alchemists. We should all be <laughs> alchemists. What is binding oil? Permanently fuses two surfaces until dissolved by alchemists or ec- electroplasm. Holy shit. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um so you're fusing this rope to the to like to the boat to her leg yeah to where he nailed them down you should fuse it to her yeah let's fuse it to her okay <laughs> permanently fuses two surfaces until dissolved by alkalist or ectro ecto electroplasm electroplasm yeah i that's the first time i saw that word i think that might be a typo i have never heard of do we have elemental electroplasm ghosts? <laughs> but i think it exists now we just man Electroplasm. Whole new world here. I really hope you don't run into any electro ghosts. I'm gonna play with that one later. <laughs> yeah, how do you how are you doing it? And 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 your goal is to get this this um, oil onto her and the ropes. Yep, yep. Hey, uh, Tim, I really like these rope ideas, but I think I got something that can make them better. I'm all ears. Uh. It's my newest thing: binding oil. You ever heard of electroplasm? <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing that can tear this down. I just found, actually, under the lantern, in the description of the lantern, a simple oil lantern, a fancy electroplasmic <laughs> lamp. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think you're, like, juicing up ghosts. And I cur- think everything's ghost-powered in this it, world. It is. We haven't gotten to that yet. Um, uh, one of the things I guess I forgot to mention is that if you guys had tried to use one of your guns, I would have said you don't have them. This is essentially, this is a quasi-pre-industrialization and industrialization is gonna be happening. So, oh shit! Yes. Wow, making some big world decisions there, Steve. Yeah, we're getting guns. Uh, yeah, you will soon, but not yet. Hmm. All right, we just want to make sure she never moves again. All right, <laughs> make your roll. <laughs> I dumped oil on the rope on her and her. Uh, what should I roll? Let's just do skirmish. Five. You kind of just get it on um, where her skin and the ropes meet. Um, she's still sort of trying to navigate the the sword around so that she can kind of cut, um, you know, in between there. Uh, so you know, if if she cuts the ropes, she'll be able to kind of get away. But you you still slowed her down a great deal because it'll take like several cuts. She'll have to cut it in like three different places. So this clock is just about filled. She's definitely, like, tied down, and if you guys were to run now, you guys would have, like, a pretty good beat to, like, get up the stairs, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's your call, Tim. 
your call, Tim. Our clock's almost full. <laughs> part of part of the and part of the hard thing about about the uh, clock system like this is that I kind of just arbitrarily chose how big it is. It's not to say you guys couldn't get away without filling this, or that you know things like that couldn't happen, but that the sort of ideal way would be to fill this clock and then get away because then she'll have no idea where you are. For instance, you know, now that I think about it, you should have alchemically bound her to the deck. Yeah, you should have bound her feet to the ground, but. It's cool. But removing those ropes will be very painful. <laughs> She's going to have a hard time. I think I want to, like, try and push a box into her. Hell yeah. Uh, what would that be? Yeah, uh, beer while she's down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to, like, knock her over yeah. to where she's tied and trapped on the ground so she loses her. Yeah, where she, she really will struggle to, like, maneuver the sword to cut the ropes and free herself. Hit her with the sledgehammer. On the knees. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's still like, like the boxes are no longer piled as nicely, but you can, you can still uh, hit one, you know, with, with some, with some force and, and, you know, kind of like soccer ball it into her head. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> are there any like boxes that they keep off the ground that they've like tied up with rope or anything like, like that? Uh, hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, they do that in cargo holds with like. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, you know, all those times you're sailing on big ships and you see those sounds. Yeah, precariously dangling boxes. <laughs> yeah, I want to jump on that and swing along and cut it and sl- like ride it into her. You want to? You want to bucking bronco it into her? Yeah, that's my plan. You're a you're a wild man. Yeah, I'm the wild card of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much anymore. We'll see about that. Um, how do you? How do you? How are you going to do this? What's your? I, so I was thinking it could either be wreck because I'm breaking stuff. Yeah, your your good rolls aren't going to last forever, Jet. You're getting a little overconfident. Well, if if he can con- keep convincing me that wreck applies, um, <laughs> in this in this instance, I, I would say like if you were to try and do uh, finesse instead of wreck, I would probably give you a greater effect because. Um, that would be more like trying to specifically aim this thing, whereas this is very much you just jumping on it and cutting it down and and throwing it into her direction and just trying to cause as much damage as possible. That's kind of how I see the difference between wreck and finesse in this instance. Uh, Necrotim is not a subtle man, and I I'm I'm not telling you he's not a yeah. man at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I'm ju- I'm just saying your your um, effect with this wreck will probably be limited. Is this risky or desperate? Risky. Risky limited. All right. I succeed. Six and a five. Um, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. That's every roll is a six with the, this jet guy. Jet and wrecking are just out of control here. Jet, did you like program a new website to look like roll 20 <laughs> where all your rolls are sixes or something? You'll never know. <laughs> I would I would believe it at this point. Um I'll just I'll just go ahead and, and finish filling in this clock. You you manage to um, leap up on on top of one of these dangling cargo holds. Uh, what do they What do they store in in boxes that that get dangled from the ceiling? Anvils, dangling balls, <laughs> pianos, cannonballs, cannonballs, just concrete stuff that couldn't get wet primarily. Okay, stuff they don't want to get wet. Um, books, yeah, like grand pianos, like Cody said. Yeah, priceless pianos. Priceless pianos. I, you know, a lot of like paper and and books and stuff. Like it's still heavy, and it it hits this this um this Goliath lady, uh, and you see her you see her go go tumbling over, 
and and you do not notice any mo- movement underneath the pile of paper and and boxes. Uh, so uh, I think we should take her willow blade with us. That's a good party favor. You grab you grab her sword and 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 toss it in there. Yeah. So she's no longer the willow blade anymore. <laughs> uh, take her hands. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> Chester. <laughs> If you guys start trying to take her hands, she's gonna come back alive. Uh, <laughs> Chester, what are you what are you doing? So you're, you're you're prowling along on the outside. You do hear you hear some kind of like commotion and confusion among the the people up top, and you hear a uh, a monkey screaming. Oh God! There's a there's a <laughs> an assistant monkey <laughs> that um is you you kind of as as you. As you climb up on on the side of the boat, are you trying to like go all the way up to the top deck? I'm trying to peer over the top of the deck, and I want to. I'm going to chuck a lantern and try to start a fire um, on deck, and also maybe see what what that monkey is all about because I I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> as you yeah, as you peer over, you know, you, like I said, you see you see a bunch of commotion. There's there's people running back and forth across the deck, trying to trying to keep things um, keep things in line and, and keep the boat in order. Um, uh-huh. you do notice like, like you, you look out into the sea and, and you get the sense that there's a storm brewing. Ah, that storm's going to put out my fire. Uh, but it's, it's like, it's, it's a ways away. It's not like, not like immediately. Okay, cool. Do I see like a really effective place to throw my lantern to start this fire? Um, I mean, there's, there's all the sails. Um, the sails are open. The monkey is is kind of like hopping around on on the sails and and trying to readjust the sails. And then he like climbs down and goes over to the wheel and he like rearranges the wheel and and um, you. The monkey's the captain. You, you look over and you <laughs> see the captain sitting in a chair, kind of like watching over the monkey. You know, he's he's, oh he's at the top deck. This is his this is his trained monkey because he he has uh you know a walking condition. Um, he lets he lets oh, the monkey because he's so bow legged. He's very bow legged. Um, <laughs> it's got one of the the vests on to show that it's a it's a service animal. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So good places to to throw a thing and, and start a fire. Would be um, like the sails, obviously, uh, kind of you know the area where the captain is. It looks like he, you know, the, he's got like a nice chair <laughs> sitting there, and then the he's surrounded by black yeah, powder. It's just surrounded by black powder. <laughs> there's the um, there, there's kind of the the mechanism where the anchor gets pulled up. You could you could light that thing on fire and and drop anchor uh-huh. um, by burning that thing. Um, yeah, what do you do? Well, I figure there's a sail near me, yes, right? Yes, there's like... Yeah, it's a ship. There's sails all you, over. You're probably... I want to say you're kind of towards the back of the boat, kind of kind of mm-hmm. uh, near where the, the captain's side is. So, yeah, there's... there's there's I want to say like two or three sails, you know, one uh, the biggest one right in the center, obviously, but one in the back and one in the, the front as well. Am I close enough to just like reach the lantern, like the flame of the lantern towards a sail and to light it up? Um... To just light that sucker up gently. To light that sucker up. Yeah. I think you probably could. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've cool. you've successfully prowled and, and climbed alongside the side of the boat. Uh, I don't know if we ever established what time of day it is, but I want to say like when you guys left, it was kind of uh, afternoon, and so it's it's slowly becoming evening. So I've got my sunglasses. You've on. definitely you've definitely got your sunglasses on. It's starting to get dark to a point where you might consider taking your sunglasses off in another couple hours. But they have they have started to light the. Um, the the torches that are around the deck so that you can you can uh-huh. you know try to maneuver this so that they can so they can see a bit better you know it it's light enough that they can see out into the ocean but they're starting to struggle to see you know what's like on the boat and stuff cool i am going to light up a sail hell yeah 
Um, so that'll be a finesse, I'm sure. Yes, go ahead and go ahead and finesse and try to. No, I don't have jet rolls, um, so I'm scared. Those good, good jet rolls. If you have at least two dice in a in a thing, you will generally succeed at it. Ugh. Oh man, you had. I don't have jet rolls. I was yeah. about to press the stress, and then you convinced I me lied. not to. You rolled a three. Yeah. Oh man, I think as you're as you're like trying to trying to pull this. Um... This game sucks. <laughs> As you're trying to pull this um, sail towards the the torch, you light the sail. Don't say the monkey sees me. Say what? Don't say the monkey sees me. Well, <laughs> that's the best option, though. Don't say the monkey sees me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else. Right. <laughs> I don't know what else to think. You're trying to deny me the best the best consequence. All right, here. fine. The monkey sees me. The monkey me. sees you. <laughs> the monkey definitely sees you, but the you notice like like the captain does not. It's not like the captain oh, okay. has a psychic link with this monkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the assumption I'm going to make. Yes. The monkey is piloting the yeah. boat. Yeah, no. Whatever. This is this is assumably just a well-trained monkey. A well-trained psychic fucking and monkey. And it, it you know, it, it sees you light the the sail on fire. The sail goes up real quick and the monkey has to like jump off of the sail, which is part of why it noticed cuz it you know, it notices that a fire is is getting light lit on uh, one of the sails. It's like climbing up and down currently, uh-huh. and it, you know immediately looks over at you, and and it it you know promptly jumps down and and starts to try and re-steer the boat um, and, and and correct <laughs> this this menace that you caused. But it, it doesn't like it doesn't like go after you necessarily. But it it does start to like call out a little bit. Maybe it gives me a. a- the evil eye. Mm-hmm. It gives you the evil eye. Um, I'm glad the one person who probably couldn't actually say what happened saw me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This monkey. Um, the monkey's <laughs> monkey's trying to trying to fix it after after he kind of gets the boat back on back on course a little bit, and and some of the the crew starts reacting to the fire on the sail. They they everyone starts to work to to stop the boat so that they can they can work on the sail. But the monkey seems very interested in keeping the boat going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so yeah. What um, Tim and Miriam, uh, you guys are down below. You have there's an unconscious person. You you steal her sword. Do they hear like bells ringing? Yeah, you guys. You guys oh, from I, I, you guys from below definitely can hear hear some <laughs> the, alarms. The alarm monkey. The alarm monkey is is screaming. <laughs> um, what do you guys do? So we need to get the fuck out of here. I think I start booking it towards the top. Whoa. whoa. Don't run too fast, cause I, I gotta carry all the stuff. You guys move at about the same yeah, speed. Yeah, cause I I have a full load and yeah, Jet already had a heavy load and was like <laughs> fucking equipped to bear. He had a sledgehammer in his pocket. Um. So yeah, you you with your light load and then carrying this big box of weapons can move about as fast as as Tim. So you guys, um, you guys kind of you guys kind of clamber up up the stairs. Um, at this point, the crew quarters it seems seems pretty empty. Like like there there's there's a couple people who who were initially going to start heading down and 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 checking things out, but as soon as the monkey started screaming uh, and and things really started like you you guys get the sense that there was there was almost something going wrong up above before Cody even lit that fire on. Um, and I I, I, I 
probably try to backfill this a little bit in that, that, that as, as Chester looked up above, like when that monkey was going around, it seemed a little chaotic. Um, Hmm. And 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 chaos hmm. not caused necessarily by what was going on below. Right. So yeah, you guys you guys can you guys can get up up you know the uh, the crew quarters like I said is is pretty empty. Um, you guys kind of the the stairway kind of continues on upward. Um, Do you think I heard them clambering around? Because I'm still kind of close to that porthole on on the side. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you like you know light the torch and then climb back down. You you might you know pass by one of those portholes. Do you guys just keep going like straight up, or well, can I like can I if I if I pass by, do you think I see them and can holler out? Yeah, yeah, meow. Yeah. So boys, what do you guys do? You guys like keep going up past the crew quarters, or do you like how? What's your? Well, I think I'm trying to stop them. I'm trying to talk. Yeah. So at that at the point, you guys you guys are still on the on the stairs, um, and you see you see Chester kind of hanging out, out the, on the outside. So uh, where's the lifeboats, guys? Yeah, so there are there are boats on the side of the ship, yes, right? Yes, there are lifeboats, and you guys also have a seal. Holy shit! Oh yes, you have your you have your seal taxi as part of as part of um. You guys are smugglers, and part of one of the upgrades you had chosen was that you guys have a custom vehicle, which is a <laughs> a sentient seal that is like a seal rickshaw. The Neil the Teal Seal. Neil the Teal Seal. Neil the Teal Seal. So yeah, there are there are totally like boats on the side of this boat, but I will not ask any more of you guys than to simply say, yeah, we totally had this seal following the boat. Yeah, so we totally had the seal following the boat for your seal to come up on on the side. And, arr, 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 arr. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Neil. Where did that thing? Uh, I whistle for Neil, <laughs> Neil. To, to like come along the side of the boat. Neil's here. He he comes to a call. And he is, he is there off the side of the boat. What do you guys, what do you guys do? You might have some trouble getting this, like, like the, the porthole that you climbed out through Chester was big enough for you and, and maybe Tim, but, uh, Miriam's a bit bigger and that box of weapons is probably not going to fit through unless you guys start tossing them through one by one. I was about to say, if, if we could like hand the weapons through the porthole and then they can just like casually come over the side or something. So what we could do is we could wrap each one of them in a rope and then just kind of like chain it down. Or toss it. Well, tossing a sword <laughs> into the ocean would be kind of difficult. Tossing a sword down on your seal friend. I would definitely prefer not to cut up Neil if we can help it. Just saying, um, you know, you guys should be careful. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> dropping it handle. First. I have no intention of hurting Neil. Let's all work together to use finesse to very carefully lower these weapons into Neil the Teal Seal's rickshaw. I'll I'll say, yeah. you guys, I won't even ask for a roll for this. Um, the people around you seem pretty distracted, uh, and and you got a sense that the the captain, even even that monkey, it's got too much on his hands. There seems, yeah, there seems to be something else going on, and and so as you guys, you um, know. Tie. Yeah, there's a giant fucking seal attacking the ship. Attacking <laughs> ship. As you guys, as you guys tie, um, tie these weapons up with a rope, and and you know start to like pass them through um, to Chester, and and he he lowers them down. Um, I want to say Tim in particular, you're the first one who notices the air suddenly becomes incredibly chilled, and and the sea starts to become uh, more violent and, and the waves become more aggressive. You said Tim notices first? Yes. Mm. Yes, he... Not, not Chester, nope, the guy on the side of the nope. boat? Uh, definitely Tim. Oh, because it's ghost shit. Ghost shit. Oh, yeah. my you, God. You start to, oh. All of you hear, hear a ghostly cry. Chester, uh, as, as you, 
you know, eventually the the chill and and the thing like it just affects Tim first. He's the first one to really notice it. But you guys all get hit pretty quickly afterwards. I think Chester reads the look on Tim's face under his jade mask, <laughs> and he knows something's yeah, up. So, uh, as a- after you, you know, you 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 notice the expression under the mask, and then you kind of like peer off to the to the side of the ship, um, kind of kind of almost directly in front of you, in front of where the ship is headed. Um, you see a a massive creature rise from rise from the ocean. Um, it has a an elongated head um, and and looks like what appears to be hundreds of teeth. Um, it's not quite the size of the boat. It, it's like the size of a small boat. It's like a ghost kraken. It's it, this is a this is one of the monsters. It has killed many people and carries the souls of these people around with them. Um, so yeah, you guys you guys are are able to you know kind of like quickly scramble and and get those weapons down and and you're able to get down to your um your seal rickshaw as as this boat heads closer and closer to this very large beast you guys all manage to get down and away you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask for any more rolls from you guys you you see unless unless you really want to screw something up Unless you really want to go for that monkey, that's a really handy. You want to monkey. Go for that monkey. Um, <laughs> I think that's the most valuable thing on this ship, personally. I'll, you guys can get away for free, or you can go after that monkey. Or we could go after that monkey. Think about it, guys. So listen, just hear me out about this monkey. If we leave now, it will die. A, B, it could pilot Neil for us. C, I could have a ghost monkey if he just dies. Fine, we don't have to go for the monkey. We'll just go into the, the, the rickshaw. I'll say now that you've decided that grabbing that monkey would have been a bad idea. Oh, fine. <laughs> that monkey is a fey monkey <laughs> who's, who is being mind-controlled by someone and who steered this ship into this place. Jesus mm. Christ. I was going to say, I was going to say, like... Maybe the monkey isn't such a good find because it is stirring them into a giant ghost. If you wanted to grab that monkey, I was going to let you have it. And then you guys would have a spy. But <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead, you made the right choice. You guys get away. Um, okay. the, the boat collides with the, the large Leoplorodon-like creature, um, which is just a Leoplorodon. And and you guys you guys manage to rickshaw seal rickshaw your way off into the distance um, with with Neil arfing arf, 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 as he goes. I like to imagine that everyone on the ship, including the monkey, got into the lifeboats and managed to escape the Leoplerodon, except for someone who is magically bound <laughs> to the, the deck. one person <laughs> who's been tied up and bound and robbed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, I, I think the end is you guys uh, sailing, quote unquote, away in your in your seal rickshaw with your with your prize. Our first real party, boys! I can't wait. I would say that was a successful mission. We got everything on the list, and plus we killed some people. Or <laughs> we no, didn't kill anybody. I guess we didn't kill anyone, but I got a cool sword out of it. Wait, what do you mean you got the sword? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good I'm point i'm the one who went back and got it um and and so as as you guys sail away um 
that storm I mentioned does does slowly roll in behind you. I don't want to get wet. I think that's where we end it. Is is you guys <laughs> approaching uh, the island of Jamboree again? Um, it's still. You know, you guys don't have a clear image. Uh, you don't have a clear sight on the port yet. Um, there's a storm kind of rolling in behind you, but you guys got your prize. And there you have it, dear listeners. Another episode of the Battle Buddies down, but with a twist. Not Dungeons and Dragons, in case you didn't pick up on that. Nope, we're playing Blades of the Dark for this campaign. A really awesome game that Steven has introduced us all to, and we're all really excited to give it a test run and see if you want to do more arcs like this in the future. And one good way to know whether this is a successful arc and a good system for us to use for our show is with your feedback. So if you would be so kind as to shoot us uh, a smoke signal, or maybe carve something on a squirrel and send it in our direction, or any other less convenient way to contact us and let us know what you think and how you feel about this game system, the arc, or the show in general, uh, please make it happen. We'd really appreciate it. And you want to know what else we really appreciate? The theme song to the Battle Buddies. That hasn't changed. Because it's so goddamn good, and that's all thanks to my good, good friend, Caitlin Conroy, and her amazing gift at creating D&D and other games-based podcasts theme songs. Good job, Caitlin. Go check out her music. The rest of it's really awesome, too. And also, go to the website where you can find more convenient ways to contact us, uh, and check out the rest of the episodes, look at the art. Give us a ring-a-ding-ding, or if you'd prefer, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Anyway, thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next episode for more of this epic Blades in the Dark adventure that we are having on the seas. And we will see you August 7th. Keep it real. (laughs) 